Ladies and gentlemen, did you ever have one of those conversations where you just simply lost track of time? A couple weeks ago, I sat down and talked with Bethany Meadows. She's the founder of Vertical Solutions Media, along with several other businesses that she runs and operates. This is part two of our talk, and if you missed the first part, click that little button up there in the top right corner before watching this one. Let's continue our talk with Bethany. Here we go. Um, I wouldn't have had time for that if, mm. if I didn't have a team who could manage the uh, day-to-day of the agency. But one thing that you kind of keyed in there, and that was mistakes, you know, um, with the business owners that we have today, whether it's, again, small or, or, or been in business for a while, I mean, what are some of those big mistakes? Maybe not so much from the branding side, but what about the leadership, the culture, and really growing the business like you have? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make is to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a lot of, I, I, most people can admit that at some point in their life, they've experienced imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? You've had that moment where you're like, ooh, everybody thinks I know more than I really do. Like <laughs> we have that moment. Um, the fact is you should have that all the time. Right. Because if you don't, you're sitting in your own uh, contentment and not pushing and not growing and not scaling and not doing some things new that you may have not done before. Because if you are pushing, you're going to feel imposter syndrome all the time. Like the, the, the CEO of the biggest company in the land feels imposter syndrome. So I, th- I think one of the biggest mistakes that we have is that we want to only stay where we feel like we know everything we need to know instead of stepping out into something new. Do you think that's really because of really call it the comparison paradox? I mean, like where oh, I'm yeah. comparing myself to the business and I'm not comparing myself to myself from yesterday. Do you think that's kind of where that comes from or? Well, we're, you know, digital world, social media, mm-hmm. all of that. It's very easy for us to look at someone on social media, another business owner, another business leader, or somebody in our, in our, you know, a competitor and say, wow, they've got it way more together than I've got. Mm-hmm. And it, and it makes us insecure. It makes us step back um, instead of pushing forward. Um, so I think, th- I think that's a big mistake. I think we've got to get comfortable not knowing everything. Um, and get a little fearless about it and just, you know, calculate our risks, but we've got mm. to move. The, the market is changing. Our customers are changing. Everything's evolving all the time. There's mm. no such thing. Like 30 years ago, we could have opened a, a brick and mortar store and sat there for 30 years mm. and retired. We can't do that anymore. Yeah. Everything is changing and evolving. Technology so fast. Everything. They say that we double our knowledge as a, as a human race every seven years. Yeah. So imagine in seven years what that means for our, our business. So we have to be in the mindset and, and create a culture. We are always looking to next level. Every single touch point on our map and also as a business owner, we have to, we are the ceiling for our business. Mm-hmm. Our, our business isn't going to grow, grow, grow past our capability. So that means that we have to be constantly learning and growing and up-leveling our skills so that our business can grow up behind us. 
you know, and I'm going to completely ruin these statistics, but I'd heard this actually um, <laughs> from another speaker, but I think the numbers were something like by, by 1950, if you took the average person, they would consume, I think it was on average about 15 gigabytes worth of data. How they calculated this, some smart person, I don't know. Um, but that was the average. Now, every day, we, we I think it was we consume like 150 gigabytes of data every day. And, and I mean, that's across all the things that we do, whether it's TV. Um, I believe it. You know, so, I mean, there's yeah. so much data and we're so much over tuned. So it's, you can almost kind of appreciate the fact that, yeah, it, it's no wonder, you know, ADHD and all these things are, I can't focus on anything because I'm just being bombarded with things. What about someone like just starting a business? There's so much information out there. There's so much things to do. Yeah. I mean, how does how does somebody really sit down and devise a strategic business plan, you know, for their new business? Well, that's one of my big pet peeves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, the thing that really bothers me uh, when I look in the marketplace, you know, when I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed is all the hype and all the BS yeah. um, that that is hitting me in the face. Uh, there's no such thing as the three simple tricks to yeah. business success, mm. right? That's a catchy, misleading. Yeah, quick bait, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it takes work. It takes effort. Mm. You get out what you put in. Um, and so what you alluded to there was about the, you know, having a plan. Mm. And, and the, and that's why it's so essential to have uh, go through, like we do, we take ours through a, a coaching week of a business success planning process. The reason why that's so important is it gives you the safety rails okay. for your business. Otherwise, you're going to be distracted by every shiny object. Every right. slick talking salesman who comes in is going to sell you the latest and whatever, mm -hmm. um, that has nothing to do with your brand, your business, your customers, but it, they made it sound like it did because you didn't have a plan that you could stick to. Now, I like having a 12-month plan because I kind of like want to know where I'm going, um, you know, over a course of a year. But I also think um, it's helpful to break it down into 90-day segments okay. so that you know, okay, the next 90 days, we do this with our retainer clients, we, we go in 90 days, but we also have the bigger picture laid out, but it's evolving, because mm -hmm. things are changing so fast. There's, you just can't do, we remember years ago, we used to do the five year plan and the 10 year right. plan. Mm -hmm. Nobody does that anymore, <laughs> because who knows what the world will look like in five or 10 years, right? Um, so it's just important to have you know, know what your lane is mm. so that you can put your head down and just work your lane, right? And have a process built in there for measuring your metrics and making sure that what you're doing is actually working so you can pivot if you need to. Um, but, you know, having those things laid out and understanding what resources you need, understanding what, uh, what the budget is going to look like, mm. um, it's just so, and what marketing strategy is going to work? What customer target audience are you really focusing in on? What should the message be for them? Where are you going to reach them? Um, and just figuring out all of those details and having it laid out so that you can just stay in that lane 
without chasing all the squirrels and shiny objects. Because, <laughs> I mean, those things are going to come along. I mean, you're going to get they distracted. Do. Um, and, and so, you know, because you are a business owner, because you've been working in this space and because you're helping other business owners, I mean, when you're looking at those 90-day plans, when you're looking at those year plans, I mean, what have you found to work best for, for you or for a business you work with um, for best ways to really strategize and brainstorm within organizations? What works best, do you feel like, for, for companies? As far as brainstorming? Yeah, brainstorming. Yeah. I mean, how do, so if I'm building that 90-day plan, I mean, uh, if I do it all myself as a business owner, I don't have buy-in. But, like, what's the best way yeah. you've seen to really... As an okay, so yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying. So, I, one of the things I actually teach, and um, it's in the marketing library of Time to Thrive because mm -hmm. brainstorming is so important. Yeah. Um, so, we teach uh, those what I call, you know, those hard skills, you know, of mm -hmm. learning how to do post it note brainstorming, which is mm -hmm. a way of doing with brainstorming with yourself. Um, but for one of the things I like to do. Um, to get buy-in as a team and to really uh, involve the team with brainstorming because of course we do this on the on a regular basis as a marketing agency that's well, what think, we do you have to right you have to yeah um, but I, you can order these uh, rolls of um, it's like news newspaper newsprint paper okay. mm -hmm. um, craft paper butcher paper whatever you want to call it but you can order it rolls on Amazon. And I keep them in the conference room and we just roll them down the middle of the table. Everybody gets some Sharpies and we just start drawing. We mind map, we do uh, process, you know, if it's something process, we might, okay, the customer's journey is this through the website okay. or the customer is, you know, touch point mapping, whatever mm -hmm. it is. I, I think um, when you add a tactile element to it like that, um, it really allows people to be more um, creative. They're less inhibited by feeling like what they just suggested might be, you know, stupid or, right. you know, things like that. Where because you're just sketching and and it's free flowing and um, and it, like you say, it does create that buy-in with your team because uh, then they can get excited about their uh, role mm -hmm. in creating a wow moment for a customer. But I think you also have to have the culture that is where they feel safe. Right? I mean, I mean, right. I mean, safe is a big word. There's many different facets of it, but they have to have that emotional and that, that, that safety kind of feeling that here in this culture, in this, in this boardroom, I can come up with all these ideas. I'm not gonna be laughed at. Um, and so I guess, you know, from what you've done uh, for your business and, and the ones you work with, I mean, how, how, would a, how would a leader really develop that and, and really have that culture, do you feel like? Yeah, so one is set expectations at the beginning of your brainstorming mm -hmm. session to say, we're not here to come up with the brilliant ideas. We're here to throw mm -hmm. ideas, even the bad ones, and sometimes to warm up. Because I've done this professionally for clients. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, like one of the big public library systems here, we did their five-year strategic plan. Mm -hmm. I met with um, all 100 of their employees broken down mm -hmm. into little teams. Mm -hmm. We, I met with the, the mayor and the city council and did <laughs> brainstorming cool, right? with them because we were doing their 
five-year strategic plan, <clears throat> there was a community group of about 25 community leaders that I met with. And so one of the ways that I started off this session was braining, uh, brainstorming with them. The instruction was to brainstorm all the wild and crazy things that we would never, <laughs> ever, ever do. So people were throwing up ideas like uh, installing trampolines in the floor. That's yeah. To get around the library, <laughs> um, having new day at the library, mm -hmm. um, naked day or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then so of course the big joke became, yeah. well, um, how do how do we make this happen? Yeah. <laughs> well, the big no, the big joke was the visual of all the naked people jumping on mm. the trampoline. <laughs> Um, but so, and that really breaks the ice, um, mm -hmm. and it really gets the most ridiculous ideas out there. Yeah. What's funny is somebody said, Oh, what we could have petting zoo day at the library, and mm -hmm. then that was seriously considered, even though it was mm -hmm. a crazy idea, yeah. you know, having it in the parking lot and you know, being a community thing, but um. So that that helps. Another another strategy that I use when we're brainstorming in a group like that and, and people feel, you know, because when you have employees, they feel tentative, right? This, mm -hmm. These are their peers and they, they don't necessarily want to just throw out an idea or whatever. And you also have people who are talky-talky like me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have people who won't say anything unless you force them to. Mm -hmm. So one of the strategies I'll, I'll use is I'll give them all pieces, small pieces of paper, okay. and I will ask them to write down their response, what their thoughts were. So mm -hmm. like I'll ask a question and they'll write their response on a piece of paper. They throw all the paper up to the front and mm -hmm. then I have somebody write all the answers on the board. And that also helps with anchoring because people will anchor into the first idea that gets presented mm -hmm. and they stop their brain stops looking for an alternative if they like that one. Yeah. How do I make that uh, one work instead of what, what else? What, what's exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's some great strategies out there around leading a brainstorming uh, session, but again, you as the business owner, are the ceiling for your business. So it's up to you to learn these skills and techniques. Um, and that's why I have them in time to thrive because it's mm -hmm. part of that being the leader that can um, achieve, uh, you know, where you want to go with your team. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I love you brought up that, you know, that the ceiling part there, I think it was John Maxwell, the law of the lid, you know, a lot of times it's it's not that the product is bad or the service is bad. A lot of times the, the vision at the top is just not, big enough to where they could actually push into the different markets or, or expand their current market. Um, I want to be respectful of time. I really do appreciate this time. Uh, I do have kind of one last question there and that is, um, I mean, so you've built numerous businesses and, and all very, you going very well. Now, part of the aspect of business is bringing family to work. And a lot of people in the past have said you have to separate those two, the work life balance, that kind of thing. In my mind, they don't exist. So how have you, uh, and in a, as an adoptive uh, dad myself, I completely uh, appreciate the challenges and, and just the wonderful times that is adopting uh, kids. I mean, how did you then and even now um, kind of balance that family aspect with growing businesses? Yeah, so 
<laughs> so I worked really hard. Um, I was homeschooling my kids. So that took up a lot of time as well. Mm. So it wasn't just, you know, wasn't like I could take them to school and then work mm. while they were at school and then um, deal with them. They were with me 24 seven. So mm. um, we did create a lot of um, systems and processes around that um, to make it work. And the process of doing that, I'm, I'm very tactical. Like if, if I'm going to say this is, you know, what I did, I'm going to tell you how I did it. Anytime you have friction or a pain point that occurs, you should look for a system or a process to solve it, to mm. get rid of it. Now I'll give you a silly example. Um, when I first adopted the kids, I was, you know, I was used to an only child. I wasn't used to right. people mm. fighting over shotgun every time <laughs> we wanted to go somewhere. Right. So that yeah. became very quickly a pain point. And so I just assigned seats and that was the end of that. We never yeah. had a fight over it again. Mm. Well, I know that's a silly example, but you can bring that into that balance between work and life. Um, you know, you need to be very clear on your why, first of all. Um, my why had nothing to do with the business. It had everything to do with my family, right? So my, my priority was them, but the business uh, provided for them. So, um, so I had to create the balance between making enough money and um, taking care of what they needed from me. Um, but I think whatever you're doing in business, you can look at it that way to say, oh, I, I've got this awkward situation <laughs> or this pain point or this friction. Um, and then just identifying it, put it in a circle and just stare at that circle until you have a solution for that. Well, if I did it different way or if I uh, outsourced that or if I did this or that, um, I could solve that that pain point or that point of friction. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't think it's a bad analogy at all because, I mean, when you said that, I was like, yeah, I remember growing up, we had an Aerostar van like back in the days, you know, and we'd always fight over the back seat because it was bigger. But my brother was older, so I got the middle one. He got the back one. And as soon as we set that in place, there was no complaining. You know, that was my seat. Right. That was his. And, uh, but you, <laughs> so could, you, you can relate. That. Yeah, but you could do that in business, though, too, right? Like, hey, this is right. what we're doing. Here's your role. Here's how you're going to help the, the organization. Here's here. And, and, and I think a lot of times people don't bring that knowledge back and forth. You know, it's like, this works for my family. It doesn't work for my business, you know? Um, yeah, so well, again, a little bonus question, I guess there, and that would be, um, you know, if I'm a young business or, or I want to work on my marketing schedule, or if I want to just reach out about getting some delicious hot sauce, um, I mean, what's <laughs> the best way to get in touch with you um, for, for all the things? For all the things. <laughs> wow. So, um, well, personally, I'm on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, um, Twitter and Instagram, but I'm not on mm. those as much. Um, but Vertical Solutions Media is probably the primary point of contact. Um, that would be a good way to reach me. VerticalSolutionsMedia.com. Time to Thrive Membership.com is uh, the membership. Um, We'll put all the links down the bottom too. <laughs> yeah, getalittlehot.com, fireeatersbox.com, teammeadows.com. So, yeah, all the things. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, look, Bethany, I really do appreciate this time. This was this is a, such a wonderful um, conversation. And uh, thanks so much for walking our audience through just how building a business, building a brand, building that strategy that's going to push your business into the future and prosperously. It ain't easy, but it's definitely worth it. 
Bethany, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. Take care.